good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to 250 of the Dave Benno podcast. Uh, we are uh, down a person today. Uh, MJ has some family that are in town, or I think he's going to family. I can't remember exactly which. Anyway, family he doesn't see very often, so we decided to be benevolent and give him the week off. Um, but you have me and you have Jeff. Jeff, how, uh, how was your 4th of July weekend? It was, it was okay. It was, um, I got a little too intoxicated at the family uh, pool party and uh, didn't end up seeing the match. But um, <laughs> such things have been known to happen in Stranger Worlds. And I watched the highlights of, uh, actually, I watched the highlights of both matches, I'll have you know, in preparation for this very important appointment on my calendar. <laughs> very good, <laughs> very good. Uh, all right, so um, I watched both these games. Um, I can barely remember the game on Wednesday. Um, the game either. on Sunday is much uh, much clearer in my mind. So hopefully this should be a pretty quick podcast tonight. Um, we'll talk about both the games that happened over the week, the last week. Uh, obviously, Aurora clinching is a big deal, um, as well as Minneapolis City. Minneapolis City that have a ton of games as well this week. So I think this might be a pretty quick podcast. So let's see how we can do. Um, and let's kick it off with uh, LA Galaxy, uh, this is a 9.30 game uh, this past Wednesday, um, kickoff at 9.30 our time. Uh, Minnesota United, or sorry, LA Galaxy 2, Minnesota United 3, uh, a big, big victory for Minnesota. Minnesota had never beaten LA in LA, uh, so that they can they can check, check that one off the, off the box. Um, this game started off uh, not great for Minnesota in the second minute. Uh, Kervin Ariaga was stretched off with an injury, uh, which we found out later later to be an ankle um, ligament injury, um, which is not great. Uh, so Joseph mm. Gonzalez uh, comes on very early into the match, and Minnesota, uh, you know, instead of like you know hanging their heads and, and feeling bad, um, they went and scored a goal. Actually, a golazo. Manuel uh, Reynoso, uh, it's basically off of a counter attack. He he jukes a guy, uh, puts the ball into his left foot, and from about 30 yards out, beats Jonathan Bond to the top left corner. An absolutely ridiculous goal, if you saw it live or, or uh, in the replays. Um, just absolutely amazing. Reynoso doing um, Reynoso shit. Finally, thank God. And then, so the first half was very exciting. Uh, 24th minute, uh, Kevin Cabral gets a red card uh, for his foot catching the top of the Dane, Dane St. Clair's head. I did seem to be a red card offense, um, but by the letter of the law, that is technically a red card. He did, you know, put his foot on a guy's head. So, which puts LA Galaxy down to 10 men with about, you know, two thirds of the game remaining. So that's not like any of us were clenching our sphincters at the black card when that, when that happened at all. 
in the 31st minute, then uh, Luis Amaria goes off. Um, he pulled up uh, his, I think it was his hamstring was a little tight. Um, Bongi comes on. So Minnesota makes, has to make two subs in the first 32 minutes of the game. So he's like totally plans. forgotten what to do with this. So like half of his bench is already, he's like, who do I have? Is that other French guy around? Like <laughs> he's fucking, I'm sure having an anxiety attack. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, keeps the, I mean, tragedy happens and then uh, something good happens for Minnesota. Uh, Almond Cream gets a, a hits a, a great ball from a Kamar Lawrence cross. Kamar Lawrence gets a receives a pass. I believe from Reynoso. Um, hits a great cross in the box. Fargapani streaking. Nobody from Galaxy is defending him, and uh, Fargapani just lashes it in the back of the net, giving Minnesota a two nothing lead in the first half on the road in in LA, which is fantastic. Unheard of. And then Minnesota wasn't done in the first half. In the 43rd minute, Reynoso again with the goal. Uh, DJ Taylor chips a pass to Bongi, who is, you know, obviously now in for Amaria, streaking down the right-hand side. Bongi cuts back. Um, you think he's going to take a shot, and I think uh, Jonathan Bond thinks he's going to take a shot too, but he just taps it to Reynoso, who just slams into the back of the net. Um, nothing, nothing doing there. Loons um, go into the half up three to nothing. Everybody was just shell shocked in in LA. And, and at the Blackheart, because I had, I started playing pool because I got there early and then I was, had a couple drinks in and then all of a sudden the game was on and Zeller was there. And I remember just looking up, like, it must have been from the 31st minute till the end. And every time I looked up, there was a goal saved or, or a shot one. <laughs> And yep. I was like, Zeller, what is happening right now? I, this is a time warp. I, this is, I'm lost on the space-time continuum, and I think I need one of your doctor people. Who's, right? The who's <laughs> in Whoville. <laughs> it's called the doctor, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I know doctor, that one. Well, I know the, the one in the telephone. Yep, yep. Um, it's a police box, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, well, you know, to be fair, it didn't last very long. In the second half, in the 59th minute, Will Trapp takes down Epson Alvarez in the penalty box, a clear penalty. Um, Mark Delgado steps up and takes the pen. He beats Dane St. Clair, gets Dane St. Clair to go to his right. Um, he puts it uh, to Dane St. Clair's left, gives uh, LA Galaxy a goal. Um, makes it one, you know, it's one to three in favor of the Loons. Uh, and then Minnesota just basically bunkered for the rest of the game, as they want to do. And then again, of course, in the 90th minute, uh, plus three of stoppage time, the Galaxy get another goal. Um, uh, Jovic uh, scores, make it two to three. Um, there was a, so this is, they score that goal, and then basically the game ends like two minutes later. Um, Minnesota wins three to two. Um, that's the big takeaway here. However, um, as the referee is pulling for the whistle for um, the end of uh, the match, Douglas Costa just elbows Joseph Rosales right in the back of the head. Uh, Rosales goes down in a clump. Um, Douglas Costa just starts walking away. And of course, Rosales gets up, starts chasing after him, and shoves Douglas Costa in the back. Again, this yeah. is all after the match is over. Um, Douglas Costa gets a straight red card uh, for the elbow. But Joseph Rosales gets a second yellow card, which takes him out of the match uh, the upcoming weekend against RSL, which is not great because 
you know, if you paying attention, the Loons lost their uh, other defensive midfielder in the beginning of this game in the second minute. So um, not great, Bob. Not great. No. So. No. And like, yeah. he's, isn't he a veteran, right? Like they were saying, like he's been around the league or whatever. Like a veteran does not need to run or, or jog that many yards to get the guy that put him on the ground like it was it was quite a distance it felt to be that angry still <laughs> yeah it was uh it was not great so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and give my shitty freddy ado to joseph rosales for getting a second yellow card i mean that's one thing you do if, if you don't if you're on if you don't have a yellow card and the dude you know elbows you in the back of the head that's one thing go shove him get into a little bit of a shoving match whatever but you're on a yellow card the game's over you got to be a little smarter there um and I think we can only give the, the uh, good Freddie Adu to uh, Reynoso for getting back onto form. That, that goal in the ninth minute alone is, you know, up there probably with goals of the season for uh, in MLS this year. So I don't know, though. The one where he cuts back to Bongi is pretty sweet, too. That was good. That was more Bongi doing the work, though. That was that was just Reynoso being there. That Reynoso oh, wait. It was, I think it's in the other game. Oh, doesn't... yeah. There's a reprise of this dynamic. We'll talk about that in a little bit, so. Indeed. Um, so um, I was in a haze, lost in the space-time continuum at the Blackheart in real time. Today, I watched the highlight reel and, you know, I try not to do the adus when I haven't, when I don't feel like I know anymore any inside scoop, anything, you know, particularly insightful, but for shits and giggles, uh, let's just be obvious. And I pick Ray for my good ado. And I actually picked the other foul. I picked Will Trapp for his foul because that was also felt, um, I mean, obviously not quite as egregious, but not good and yeah. therefore bad, a bad yeah. ado. <laughs> All right, well, give us your uh, post-match hot or not. Okay, so it's not rocket science, folks. That left hoof is a hot tamale, and I loved every second of every Reynoso replay immensely. Um, the LA Galaxy feed announcer on the highlights was like, he did it from about 30 yards this time, like incredulously. And I was like, yes, he did. And then the announcer says, and we said to watch out for that left foot. And I'm like, yes, you did. Um, and it felt like everything was right in the world. Actually, it was 99% right after that goal. But then it was everything was right in the world. My man, Dame St. Clair, patron saint of the Daves I know, denied Chicharito a follow-up goal in his face. And I love denying Chicharito anything. Respect, you know, just uh, general kindness. <laughs> Kidding, I can't help but smile because I make myself laugh. I've definitely smiled right at him. Not hot, doubting a saint. Again, the LA uh, feed, I don't believe Cabral touched St. Clair's head at all. And that was even before the slow-mo, close-up replay 
of you know basically Dane's entire noggin taking up the screen. Like, dude, how are we supposed to take you seriously when you make foolish predictions like that? And like, what's the worst? You err on the side of caution? Okay. Side note, tater tot hot dish side dish. Still loving that fresh aqua seafoam keeper kit on my boy. And still yet unaware where I might be able to find one available uh, retail style. So DM your girl, okay? They don't, they don't have that one at the, at the store? At um, well, I haven't been to the store since a couple games, but... Um, no, I haven't seen it, we'll, but I haven't looked online specifically we'll, yet. We'll figure out where to find one for you. Okay, because yeah, I really like that color. It's my favorite. Um, also, super duper hot, Frank and fucking hot burger with the second goal. I'm thinking that perhaps Unu was overshadowing our Frank Almond Dream Cream Supreme. And, and now we're going to be seeing a new uh, emboldened, uh, more fully realized uh, Fragapane. A new side of Almond Dream Cream Supreme. But actually, in this particular match, Fragapane is the almond cream sandwiched between two Reynoso cookie goals. It's a winner. And then for me, the night was over when boob, I mean, boom, because that's the typo I did. And then I had to look at it again. Dane denies Chicharito again. Chef's kiss. I'm loving it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Fragapane has looked really good these last couple of games. Um, not going to lie. The, uh, he has not been great this year, um, but I think the last game, yeah, Ellie Galaxy game, he looked really good, scored that goal, and then he actually, I was watching him uh, against RSL on Sunday, and he was actually tracking back and playing defense, which I'm like, oh, shit. I know. Playing defense, so. All right, well, let's jump to that next game, uh, RSL, Minnesota 3, RSL 2. Again, Minnesota comes out hot in the first What half. in the fuck? Um, one thing, a note of the lineup, Robin, because we didn't have any defensive midfielders, um, Robin Lude uh, starts alongside Trap as the eight. Uh, again, Ariaga was out because of injury and Rosales out because of um, the red card. So uh, Robin Lude, it, it, so everybody looked at that lineup and was like, what the shit's going on here? Um, Robin Lude normally plays up, up top for us, obviously, but uh, in the Finnish midfield, you fit it in for the Finnish national team, he actually plays a lot um, sort of in that like sort of central midfield role. So he's very accustomed to that role. I think it threw everybody for a loop. I remember when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, this has 4-3 written all over it. Uh, I tweeted that out. So I got close, um, pretty damn close. Uh, again, in the ninth minute, Minnesota scores. Um, DJ Taylor hits a great ball to Reynoso, uh, who puts the ball in the back of the net, giving Minnesota a one nothing lead. Um, there's a couple Dave St. Clair saves um, in between this, this goal and the, um, the next Minnesota goal. Um, but he didn't have to do too much work against RSL, especially in the first half. Uh, in the 45th minute, uh, Amaria plays the ball to Reynoso. Uh, Reynoso takes a kind of heavy touch in the box, but it's taken out, taken out by the um, RSL player. Uh, the referee awards a penalty to Minnesota United. 
Uh, I remember uh, re-watching it. Kidra D. St. Aubin on the broadcast doesn't think it's a penalty. Um, I remember that. Does, that's why we have much better broadcasters than every other broadcast team in the league because our, our broadcasters will actually like will tell it like it is, which is great. Um, and so ours never, are always right, of course. Yeah. And they're the yeah. prettiest. Don't, never, don't nevertheless, look. Yeah, nevertheless, uh, it is a penalty is awarded. Um, Reynoso steps up to take the penalty. Um, Zach Mav guesses correctly, makes a save um, with his trailing hand, unfortunately, though, because that puts the ball right back, uh, straight back to Reynoso, who taps it in to give Minnesota a 2 nothing lead. Uh, going into the going into the halftime, so this is a fun game to watch um, in general. But that first half was was great to watch from the Wonderwall side. I have a question. Um, question for an accessibility moment. How come sometimes when they shoot penalties, they can do a rebound like Reynoso did? there and i feel like there are times that you cannot like in a shootout so in a shootout you can't um if it's if it's in a the run of play um and the ball stays inbounds um it's a live ball basically once the ball is kicked uh-huh. and as long as it's it a live ball. bounds first right okay so there's there's actually some really um there's i can't remember which there's a really famous soccer player now i'm blanking on the name he would he was really He's really petrified. I mean, it wasn't petrified, but like he's just not a great penalty taker. So he would he would hit the ball, but he wouldn't hit it very hard. And then one of his players would come running in and kick it. Because once mm-hmm. you touch the ball, once the uh, the offensive player touches the ball, it's a live ball. Live, right. And it, so that's why so that's why many penalties go out of bounds. It means that either it's a goal kick or it's a pe- or it's a um, uh, you know a corner or something. But if the ball bounces and stays in bounds, it's a live ball. So that's why all those guys line up on on the end line on the lines. At the top mm-hmm. of the box around the circle, then that's mm-hmm. where they all rush you as soon as the ball is kicked. So, but you can't encroach the box until the ball is has been touched by, by yeah. the by the penalty taker. So, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. So the second half kicks off. Minnesota again, kind of controlling possession. And this goal, I think, um, was maybe the best goal of the week. Honestly, um, Will Trap. Uh, gets the ball, um, cycles it, recycles back to Will Trap. He Trap hits the ball to Reynoso, and Reynoso, without it, I had to watch the replay two or three times. Um, I don't think he actually ever looks at Luis Amaria and the run that Luis Amaria is making, but he turns and hits the ball so perfectly around the uh, RSL central center back. Amaria is able to run right on it and just basically just outruns the center back, coming straight on Zach and Nath. Um, Nath comes out a bit, but I don't think he really commits to it. And Amory is able to easily chip him. Um, Amory is peeling off to the corner to celebrate the goal before the ball even goes into the back. Yeah. Which is how great that, and now we knew, which is really great for Amory. He definitely needed that boost of confidence. He had a couple uh, opportunities in this game. I think he hit a post once and um, made some, again, questionable decision-making, whether, you know, like not shooting when he should and passing off dropping a ball back when he should take a shot. So great to see him get a goal. I think he, he still owes us eight, a few more. I think he still owes us like 18 more. So um, I hope he makes them all like this season. Right. Uh, but the ball, I mean, the, the, the goal itself was great, but the ball from Reynoso to Amaria was absolutely stunning. If you haven't got a chance to watch this goal, um, watch it, watch it because it's fucking amazing. In the 69th minute, nice. Uh, Minnesota makes their uh, nice. <laughs> Abu Dhabi 
at this point, uh, RSL had made four substitutions, I believe. Um, Minnesota makes their first sub in the like 69th minute. Uh, Abu Dinladi comes on for Almond Green, and promptly two minutes later, RSL gets their first goal. Um, I kind of thought of Abu Dinladi still works plays with for us. He does, right? He, I mean, he shouldn't see the pitch again ever um, with the performances that he's put in when he's been on the pitch, but. For some reason, Adrian Heath loves them. So, so anyways, uh, Jefferson makes it three to one. Five minutes later, uh, off a corner, Anderson Julio comes in. He's the second man um, off the ball, and he gets the head on it. Um, again, really terrible defending by Minnesota on a set piece. This has been the bane of Minnesota's existence all season long, but specifically the last like two months of just giving up late goals. I believe they have. Um, Eight goals conceded after the uh, 70th minute in the last like three games or four, five games or something like that. It's it's really four, really I thought. Four, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the last four games, um, they they've won two and lost two. They've conceded all eight of the goals after the 70th minute, which is uh, not great, not great at all. Um, no, I feel like our defense just. I mean, and you know, if you listen to this podcast more than once, probably, you know that I am not a huge um, what's-his-face fan. Um, the defensive line, he's like the last original remaining. Coleman. Brent Coleman. Brent Coleman. Brent, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of him, but I will say that since he's not been starting – Hmm. He didn't start it most of the season. I mean, I think he's played a couple of times when, um, yeah, I don't, I feel like he's I mean, I feel like I'm couple. noting his, his absence perhaps. He's been, he's come in a couple of times late in the games to solidify the defense, but then, you know, I think, I believe in the, was it the revolution game? He came in and then they promptly scored two goals. Um, yeah. maybe it was Miami, um, or maybe it was both games he came in you know, basically to try and, and secure the win and promptly allowed uh, two goals. So I think in this game, uh, Adrian said, fuck it, let's put on more offense um, and try and put them away. But they put on offensive players, but then the team immediately uh, shifted into a more defensive shape and were not playing as aggressively, trying to counter, like they had been playing the entire game. And you, and you could easily, easily see that, which is, like the frustrating thing, like just watching it from um, my vantage point in the Wonder Wall. I was talking to a, like a friend of mine, and you know, it's like they're bunkering, they're bunkering. I'm like, yeah, but they they, they just brought on Dinati and Emil Fisher. Like those aren't bunkering type of players. Those are like attack, go get some. And then they brought in Jacory Hayes at the end of the game, who can play defensive midfield, but you know, can also stretch the field. Um, mm-hmm. I think those three, those two, those three subs were basically like Adrian. He's saying, you know, fuck you to the fans. He's like, you don't, you know. You don't want us, we're not playing defense. All right, we'll play some offense. And then they proceeded to not play offense or defense. And we're like, yeah, and we win. Look what happened, you motherfucker. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so this game ends, I mean, ends twice. Um, if you weren't there, the referee seemingly blew his whistle at the 95th. So there's five minutes of stoppage time. Um, mm-hmm. The referee seemingly blew his whistle at the 95th minute to indicate the end of the game. The lights went down as they do in the stadium. And then, of course, then they started, you know, playing Wonderwall. Or not start playing Wonder but then they saw the, everybody in the Wonder Wall pop the smoke for the end of the game, only for him to restart the game and play an extra <laughs> almost three minutes. So there's like literally smoke still in the air 
when he finally blew the whistle for the for full time. Um, and so that's just you know another fun. That, this referee did not have a great game. Um, is, that a, is he an oldie but a goodie? Do we know him? I can't. I can't remember who the referee was. Um, I'm sure probably uh, someone that we have some familiarity with. Most referees at uh, this stage. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, that'd be an interesting segment. Like, how often do they? How does one become an MLS referee? Actually, some of this you guys probably know, and I just don't. But it would still be a fun segment. We could uh, we could talk to uh, Elisa Vacuna. She actually lives a couple doors down from me. Um, she's a referee. I, I don't think she. Does she know she knows some of these guys. So she's refereed with some of these like pro referee guys. So she she might have some information. So I'll talk to her about maybe coming over and we can record a podcast in my backyard or something. So. Have we told everyone um, the news? I think actually we haven't recorded since the news. The very exciting news. Oh, we're gonna save that for. We'll save. We'll okay, save we're saving it. You gotta keep listening. We have a we have yeah we have a special guest here in a couple of weeks. So um, just keep that. Uh, I'm nothing. really excited. Let's put it that way. A losing legend. All right. Uh, so Freddie Adus for this game. Uh, again, it's it's really hard not to give it to to Babelo, um for not just scoring two goals but assisting on the third. So you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm gonna go Babelo with my good Freddie Adu. Uh, my shitty Freddie Adu. I'm gonna go with Abu Dinladi for absolutely getting torched uh, in the uh, for the first goal. It was absolutely 100% on him, and that's um, unacceptable when you're coming in. Your one job is to defend for you know. 25 minutes so all right. right come to the game and your only job is to fucking tell us when it starts and stops and you fuck that up you know so everybody has a bad day i guess yeah all right let's do the uh post-match hot or not for rsl okay so i just wanted to take this moment to um recognize that i i mentally took a break from my loons um, over this last week and I'm ready for the break to be done because I feel like we have both um, reset our, our expectations and uh, had an, a significant amount of time apart and so really I just think I'm ready and the Minnesota United are ready for us to come back together and rock socks off all the way to the playoffs because the playoffs are still within reach are they not David Zeller. They are. We are currently in eighth place uh, on 24 points tied with Vancouver. Teamwork actually going to play this week. Um, I think three, two points off of uh, Seattle in seventh. They have a game in hand and three points off of, I believe, sixth place and maybe even fifth place too. So we are, we are, we are very much in, in the playoff hunt um, for sure. Okay. So um, in the pushy shovesies at the end, the highlight reel definitely cut off after the, so Rosales pushed and then um, the other guy shoved and then they cut it off. Who was the last shover pusher? Did it go on very long after that? Oh, the, you're talking from the Galaxy game? I don't even really remember. Um, to be perfectly frank, they may have like cut away from it. Um, I, I do know Rosales got a big push on Costa. And then a bunch of guys came in to, you know, pushy shovey. So, which leads me to another question: How do you know if someone's name is Costa or Costa? Because I wanted to call him a Costa. 
Um, I think it's uh, based, I mean, I think it's just a pronunciation based on where they're from. I believe Douglas Costa is from Spain. Okay. So that's so good think, enough for me. I think that's, I think that's why. I mean, that, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So, uh, all right. Um, so Minnesota United 2, uh, the doubloons, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, played Vancouver Whitecaps FC2 on Saturday out at the Nessie, um, and the doubloons beat up on Vancouver uh, Whitecaps 2, 2 to nothing. Uh, Emmanuel Iwe got the first goal in the 23rd minute, and Azil Jackson got the second goal in the 76th minute. So goals on each There's side no of the time. I want him to score his first, has he, wait, he maybe already did score his first MLS, did he? Azil? Um, I don't believe so. I, he may have scored against. Um, he scored against Paderborn. Paderborn, yeah, not not Darmstadt. Paderborn, yeah, he's had scored an MLS goal, but he has scored for the first team. So, um, all right. So they, I said, I mentioned the Loons play Vancouver. We'll talk about that game in a minute here. Um, but a good win. Uh, the Loon, the Doubloons had lost, I think, three in a row at that point, so they really needed a victory. And I believe they have a game this weekend at the Nessie as well. So. Um, you want to get out and watch some of the younger players that's a good place to do it and a good spot to do it all right other united news alan benitez uh traveled to the u.s yesterday he's a 20 year 28 year old paraguayan right back um he's played in uh club uh libertadores uh a couple of libertadores Copa Sudamericana, uh paraguayan national team member um he apparently uh he apparently he has a uh a three, i think andy greeter um Mentioned, mentioned this in his uh, po or his post earlier late last week. He has a, a travel he has a, a travel visa, so it'd be easier to get him to the to the team and get him um, playing. Normally, the visa situation is is kind of a pain in the ass, um, but it sounds like he more than likely will be with the team um, sooner rather than later. Uh, but no no timeline confirmed on that one way or the other. And so he would step in, um, or he would. Challenge DJ Taylor, who's been playing right back with Metnier out most of the season. And Metnier's out of contract at the end of the year as well. Um, mm -hmm. I can really doubt they'll bring Metnier back, especially if they're bringing in a 28-year-old. Um, wow. I think DJ Taylor has been has played really well the last couple of games. Actually, um, he almost scored a goal in the game against yeah. RSL. Um, he had a really great run and uh, just just couldn't finish. Uh, so I think Taylor's earned the right to be the starter, um, and Alan Benitez will actually be coming in as depth and potentially to um, push him a little bit. So I think it's good for Minnesota. They definitely need help on that back line. Uh, also, uh, sorry, Emmanuel Reynoso was named to Team of the Week uh, twice this week. Um, there was a Team of the Week after the midweek games, because I believe almost everybody played midweek, um, either Wednesday or Thursday. And then obviously everybody played over the weekend. So he made the Team of the Week for uh, whatever week 17 or week 16 or whatever that was. And then this past weekend, um, for all the matches that took place this weekend, he's also named Team of the Week. When you score a brace in each game, that'll get you I'll get you named to the Team of the Week. So that's good. That left hoof. And then uh, finally, Kervin Arriaga, uh, as mentioned, he went down in the LA Galaxy game on Wednesday. He's been, it says they're gonna, he's going to be out two to four weeks. He has ligament damage in his ankle. Um, it's not like a, a tear or anything like that, which is good. Good news. But as someone who's fucked up his ankle, um, I think two to four weeks is, uh, you know, it's got to be closer to four weeks than two um, and probably a little bit longer. So expect, we might not see Ariaga back on the pitch maybe until, honestly, mid-August probably would be, would be a 
I think what they're what you should be shooting for as a Loons fan. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do the Minneapolis City Minute. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want you be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we are back. Sorry, that was abrupt. Yes, I apologize. (laughs) Should have given you a heads up there. the, the magic of, of of editing will make it all sound really great. So, okay. Uh, so you right. you carry on. I gotta. Okay. Minneapolis uh, City Minute. Minneapolis City Futures. Uh, the UPSL team. Uh, so they they won their uh, conference tournament over the uh, last weekend, and they played in the UPSL National Round of 32 up in Blaine, and unfortunately lost one to nothing to Chicago Nation FC. I believe the Chicago Nation, and unfortunately MJ is not here to, to help correct me, but I believe that they were the runner-up last year in the UPSL National Tournament. So uh, great showing by the Minneapolis City Futures. Um, they, I think this is the second season in a row they went undefeated in conference play. So good for them. Uh, the MPSL side for Minneapolis City did not have any games over the weekend, uh, but they play on Wednesday at Dakota Fusion at 7 p.m. and then they're back home at Edwin Field versus Joy Athletic on Saturday at 6 p.m. And in the USL League Two side, Minneapolis City still looking for their first uh, victory in uh, in the League Two. Um, they lost at home last week on Wednesday to Minneapolis to FC Manitoba, uh, two to one at home. And then they play the Thunder Bay Chill tonight. If you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday, uh, the fifth at uh, I believe 7 p.m. So Minneapolis City and Thunder Bay Chill be happening at uh, Augsburg tonight. So you get a chance to check them out, check them out. All right, uh, moving on to Gopher Soccer. Uh, season starts very, very soon. Uh, it's a fall season um, and season tickets, I think, I believe are on sale now. If you want to check out uh, Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium, just there up on, um, in between basically Roseville, Lauderdale and St. Paul, right? Just north of the uh, St. Paul campus, uh, the University of Minnesota. It's one of the best soccer pitches you know, in the cities for sure. Um, and Gopher Soccer has generally been pretty good and hopefully should continue. So if you want to get season tickets, I believe you go to the Gopher website to be able to secure that. Minnesota Aurora. Minnesota Aurora, last, uh, before we last recorded, played the Chicago Dutch Lions uh, in Chicago. They won three to nothing. Uh, then on Saturday, Aurora clinched the playoffs um, with, uh, by Green Bay Glory dropping points to Chicago City uh, in Chicago. Uh, 3-3, a late 90, I believe 91st minute goal from Chicago City secured that, which means that with even two matches to go, Minnesota Aurora has clinched a playoff match at home. Um, they, they do go to Green Bay to play two matches, a uh, match on Thursday, uh, and then a match the following, this coming Saturday. Both those games are in Green Bay. I believe Green Bay has a good feed, so you should be able to watch the matches online. I Keep an eye out. There might be some watch party or watch party or something as well. Uh, but those games, I believe Green Bay has a really good uh, streaming so that they should be able to watch the games as well. So, watch yeah, USLW national playoff dates were released. We mentioned that last week. Uh, first match, first round is July 13th. Uh, the semifinals is July 17th. And then the final is July 23rd. That's a Wednesday, Sunday, Saturday. Aurora is hosting. Um, and tickets are on sale now for season ticket holders. So if you are a season ticket holder for Aurora, 
you should have gotten an email this morning, probably around 10 a.m. Um, to buy tickets. And then for Friday, they go on sale for all non-season ticket holders. Um, this then, Friday. This Friday, this September Friday, yep. The 8th. Yes, I believe so. Um, you should be able to get in. Um, the tickets are $13 for the general mission um, for all, all, all three games. Um, I believe, uh, for, at least for season ticket holders, you're able to buy or reserve all three games. I'm not sure if you'll, for non-season ticket holders, if you'll be able to do the same thing or if they're just going to do it game by game. Um, I did not ask anybody over at Aurora what, what the plan was for that. So, But it should be fun. Uh, playoffs are always fun. The only, I mean, July 13th, there's also a Minnesota United game. They're playing Sporting Kansas City at home. So that'll be interesting. Blah, to see blah, come to Aurora. Conflict. Yes, no, exactly. Come to Aurora. That is, that's, the, uh, that's the operative plan there, for, for me at least. Um, all right. We have a match this upcoming Friday at 9.30 p.m., another late one, uh, against Vancouver, uh, out in Vancouver. At least um, this was a Friday. <laughs> yes, not a Wednesday, for sure. Wednesday is so, irresponsible. Yep. Clearly. Yep. I didn't well, even watch the match. That's how irresponsible it is we've become at this point in the season. I think Friday, so my guess is Friday, we'll, we'll probably watch it in the in the back lounge of the Blackheart because there'll probably be a drag show going on um, as the game is going. So yeah. uh, come, to, come to the Blackheart, if the game gets out of hand, you can just go um, give money to, to the uh, drag queens. Um, they'll probably appreciate it more than your local drag. Exactly. So I don't, we don't need to belabor Vancouver very much. They are a, a weird team. They just beat LAFC at home last weekend, one to nothing. Um, which is kind of bonkers. Doesn't yeah, they go, go and well, drop as like, bonkers as us beating LA Galaxy at home. So there uh, you go. The LA, LAFC is the best team in, in MLS right now. The Galaxy is, is certainly not the best team in MLS right now. So, well, we could have been the one for all I care. Yeah, Vancouver is like, not <laughs> a great team. They're not a terrible team. Uh, Lucas Cavallini is, and, and uh, Christian Jome and Andres Kubas are their designated players. Um, Cavallini, people might know. Dijome has been there for a, a little while. Cody Cropper, a Minnesota boy, is the goalkeeper right now for Vancouver. Um, then another name that people might recognize, Tristan Blackman, I believe played for LAFC um, in their uh, inaugural season when they did really well. So he's a, he's a, a starting defender for them. Um, Vancouver plays in a – they're one of the only teams left that play as a three in the back. They play a 3-4-1-2. Weird. Uh, which is yeah, I mean it's it more it's more or less morphs into a three four three um, when they're defending, um, and you know the, the three four one two when they're sort of attacking. As I mentioned earlier, they're in ninth place, uh, tied on, on twenty four points with Minnesota United. They do have a negative nine goal differential though, um, whereas we I think our goal differential is zero right now. Um, they've scored nineteen goals and they've allowed twenty eight goals. So you are correct. Our goal differential is zero right now. Um, which just basically means that Minnesota needs to, so they're, Vancouver's set up to um, absorb pressure and counter, um, which is similar to what Minnesota wants to do. So it's going to be a, a war of attrition, I think, a little bit. But I think Minnesota has, Minnesota has the playmakers to um, chop up Vancouver's defense, right? When you have someone like Reynoso, and if Reynoso, you have someone like Reynoso and he's on mm-hmm. and watching. And so it, it didn't, I didn't mention this against Arsenal, but watching. So there was so much space in between the, the defenders and the midfielders for RSL and watching Reynoso um, 
just dance around, uh, just dance. I mean, he literally was like he was dancing around players with the ball. Um, he did a lot in the LA Galaxy game. He kind of petered off in the second half of that one. But against RSL, he, he went for it. And he was like, he was going hard and, and taking guys on and not afraid, not afraid to, to dribble into players and, um, and, and you know, do a, a, a turn move. Robin Lude was doing that too, you know, turning up guys on the ball. It was, it was just, Meso comes in with, with that kind of offense and that kind of mentality. I think they blow the doors off of Vancouver, honestly. If we have the second half Minnesota that we had against Miami or Revolution or the Galaxy, this could be an ugly game for Minnesota. It could, you know, I don't think Minnesota gets, you know, gets blown away if they play like that. But if they play like that for you know, any long stretch of the game, I could easily see Vancouver sneaking a goal or two um, and winning the game and keeping us out of the net. Um, vice versa, I mean, I think if Minnesota plays the kind of plays the game that they're that they can play, the nail they can play. I think we I think this game's not even close. And then it's you know, it could be four nothing Minnesota. And in the end though, I think it's gonna be closer to two nothing uh to the loons. Um Jeff, what do you got? Um I was waffling as you were speaking, thinking, okay, which loons are we gonna get? Um because uh at first I thought Maybe it'd be something like four three loons, but then I was like, no, I don't think Vancouver has three in them. It'll be closer, so I ended up on loons take it two one, but I think it will be hard fought. Yeah, I mean Vancouver will give up goals, so it's a matter of whether we can keep them out of the net, honestly. So, all right, and finally. We have the CONCACAF Women's Championship just started in Mexico. Uh, first game was yesterday, the 4th of July. U.S. Women's National Team uh, taking on Haiti, Jamaica, and Mexico in the, in the uh, group stage. They beat Haiti 3 nothing yesterday. Um, it was a hard-fought game. Mm -hmm. Haiti had a couple opportunities to go ahead uh, and level the score, including a uh, penalty that was saved by the post. Um, but U.S. Women's National Team, Alex Morgan scored a brace. Midge Purse got a goal. Uh, women's national team three, Haiti nothing. Uh, they play Jamaica on Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, July 7th at 6 p.m. And then the uh, final game of the group stage, probably to determine who wins the group, will be Monday, July 11th at 9 p.m. versus Mexico. These games are all taking place in Mexico, in Monterey, I believe. So um, I believe they're, I, I was reading a stat that the U.S. women's national team is something like 120 and zero in CONCACAF. Uh, championship qualifying over the course of the last 10 years. Um, they've never lost. <laughs> so uh, the big game will be the semifinal. Um, if they win that, so yeah, the two, the, whoever wins, whoever comes in first and second in, this, in these groups qualify for the Women's World Cup in 2023, which is down in Australia and New Zealand. And then the winner of the tournament qualifies for the Olympics. So that would be um, Canada's in the other group. So theoretically, it should be a U.S. Women's National Team versus Canada for the final. I believe the final takes place on the 18th, with the semifinals taking place, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday of next week. So we'll let you know. You're blowing um, my mind. Now the Olympics are involved in this CONCACAF motherfucking uh, it's just, beyond with, me. With COVID and everything, they had to consolidate some tournaments and everything. It's, it's, really, it's, it's weird. Anyway. This nonsense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Um, unless you have anything else you want to add, Jeff, we, 
episode maybe in under 45 minutes, honestly. So don't ex- don't expect this regular yeah don't expect this regular uh listeners um also, <laughs> uh i didn't mention this at the top of the podcast but i'm going to into the feed i'm going to drop in um our watch party for the movie victory um i've had a request from some people for for that to come out from behind the paywall so, so you guys will be able to see what some of the that patreon content gets you uh premium. You patreon the, the premium patreon content uh, if you want to join that after you listen to our victory podcast, uh, which I'll probably drop tomorrow at some point, I got to record a uh, record an introduction for it so the people know what they're getting. I'm gonna get this yeah. person and drop that one. It didn't, and that happened prior before Jess. Yes, pre pre Jess. B J. Yeah, B B J. <laughs> before uh, Jess. We have to we we'll have to get a we we'll have to get a couple of uh, um, watch party. Uh, I already have Holy Goalie fucking saved them on Netflix. And then I found some others too. We already, so just we already did Holy Goalie. Well, maybe people <laughs> want my stream only premium Patreon content. This is just Holy Goalie. No, I've never seen it. Oh, go get a little high and watch it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Roger that. Uh, all right. So, um, Great review of the podcast where we get it. You can always follow us at TDIKMN on Twitter. Um, I'm at Texas Seller. MJ, who's not here. We miss you, MJ. Uh, at love MJ, you, at Suey. And Jess is at Jessica144083. Niner. Two. Two. Uh, we've been the Dave you know. This. Not being this is the Dave's like, goddamn no. Thank you, everybody. Oh, no, we can't do nothing at all. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. We get it. We, we, we do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah. Uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we, we do our Come thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.